forgot this is a Valentine's Day episode. I'm glad I looked at the date. That's what dates are is for. Is Thursday actually Valentine's it Day? It is. It's legit the Valentine's <laughs> Day. It's coming out on Valentine's Day. Oh, that's hilarious. It is. It we're is. actually we're actually doing one on, on time. On the, on the actual date. It is perfect. And we weren't even going to. We're going to have some political episodes. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to It's Going to Get Stupid, your favorite pop culture podcast. I'm Jose. I'm Richard. And we're your host on Valentine's Day, the day of love, the day of hate sometimes. I don't know. I <laughs> This made-up holiday this is, that uh, we have to buy candy and flowers look, and cards for. We could have a whole show just dedicated to the terrible idea that Valentine's Day is. But instead, I think we're just going to talk about romance subplots. In movies. In movies. Or in other media, but it's going to be movies. We yeah, all know it's, it's going to be, be movies. That's movies. what we talk about. Yeah. So what we talk about. Um, <laughs> so we like movies. That's all we have time for. We're dads. Sorry. <laughs> it is. It is what it is. Um, if you want to send us a message and say in you know, electronic form, you, you know what? Send us. Send us a nice. Um, be my Valentine today. You can send us an email at it's going to get stupid at gmail dot com. You can tweet us at igtgs show. You could um, paste a heart on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid. You could do a story with like the heart eyes emoji in Instagram at it's going to get stupid. You could go to our website and donate some money. (laughs) It would be like the best Valentine's Day gift ever at uh, www.itsgoingtogetstupid.com. And what what else is there? Oh, it's our phone number. Phone number. Phone you can number. Leave us a hot steamy message. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking for it. I had it and then I lost it. Uh, our phone number is two eight one six nine eight seven five three eight. Leave us a voicemail, please. Leave us a voicemail. Um, we will read your responses on the air to whatever media you decide to reach or out. Or we'll to actually us. just play it. Or we'll, yeah, we could, do, we could read it, play it, do whatever, make a meme of it. Man, we'll have we'll have Daffy Duck say it. I don't know what we'll do. Crazy stuff. Um, so anyway, in honor of Valentine's Day, um, and one of our listeners actually asked us a couple of months ago to talk about insincere romance subplots in movies. And I think it's a perfect time to do that, Rick. It is. Okay. So my first one is let's talk about the Matrix. Yep. So um, Trinity is, and I get, and some people are going to, I can already hear people going, but wait, oh, they were in love and the power of love is what saved him. He doesn't need her. He doesn't need her. And that's not even the point. That's not even the point of these movies. And if you take away the trilogy part of it, because the trilogy explores more of their love and that, that garbage right uh, i mean the trilogy the last two are almost there only because of their relationship correct yeah so i mean with, with if you just take the first movie on its yeah. own because as you all know that was the only movie that they were going to release yep and then they made a bunch of other and junk. they were like oh hey we can make a ton of money off of this let's make some terrible movies <laughs> so if you look at that first movie um i know there was some like kind of back and forth um there was flirting. There was flirting going on, but to be like so in love with each other was ridiculous. Yeah. It made no sense to me. They didn't even get to spend a lot of time like building up their romance in it. And I know some people are going to disagree and be like, well, but yeah, but the Oracle told her that she was going to fall in love with the one, but the Oracle also told him that he wasn't the one. So what does that even mean? And it's a, it's a, it's it messes with your head, but they were like the power of her love saved him and brought him back to life. There was no power there. They weren't in love. It was yeah. just like, what? Is, I don't understand. Yeah. It didn't make any sense. 
So it felt very forced, and it didn't matter. It should have been his own power that did it. Well, in 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 the second movie, I believe it's the second movie where he like pumps her heart. Yep, he back. pumps her heart back to life. I mean, Dumb. that's that's well, but that's okay because he's the one. He has the ability to kind of go. But it was also and dumb. do whatever he wants. But yeah, it was dumb. It was the last two really just forced the importance of the relationship. When Trinity died, did you even care? Nope, because I didn't care at all. No, nope. and that's the problem. Is if this romance should have been like, and this is. I, and I don't think that romance should only be in romantic comedies or romantic dramas, but when you don't do a a relationship building well, you don't care about the characters at all. Like right. it should have been really sad when Trinity spoiler alert Trinity 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 dies when Trinity died in the third movie. Yeah. It should have been like super sad. But I didn't care. I was like, okay, cool. Now that she's out of the way, good, because she's he annoying. Can, he can finally start doing yeah. his job. Because then they had that whole scene where they're like skipping the party to go make love. And that was like, really, it was weird. It was the, so... The, the weird cave. Yeah. Uh, the whole cave thing was weird yeah. to begin with, which I yeah. thought the MTV Movie Awards, that, yeah. that oh, that was the best ever when they spoofed it. Um, but that was a weird thing anyway and made even more weird that they were going... Cause, I, the one thing I can't stand about forced relationships are these like we got to show them in love and you, yeah. you break from the whole movie entirely to show this going on and I, I guess the thought process in the direction there is like we need to humanize these characters and show that they're still human and he's still a human at the end of it but I, I already got that from him interacting with the people right I mean you he, know? he could, they could have shown that by just like his showing his love of humanity yeah like I, his, well because he's supposed to be a a god figure right? right he's supposed to be a jesus figure honestly and so they should have spent more time on that not of him in this stupid relationship i think that would have been number one it would have made the last two movies a lot better yeah um she could have still been in a relationship with him but don't focus so much on it because that's not like you know what would have been better and they, i get they kind of hinted at it when um he he goes like they're coming to him with all these gifts and everything. And he, right. when he first gets there and he's like, and she's like, well, there'll be more time for us later. Like showing that more like this figure he has become is tearing away from their relationship. But then again, you'd have to build their relationship at the beginning anyway. Right. So, uh, yeah, matrix. We have a lot to say about that, but I'm just going to say that was a forced romantic. Subplot. It definitely was. I mean, it was not as bad as it was not the worst. It was, it was not as bad because there are some really bad ones. Yeah. Which I think we're going to disagree on. Yeah. Um, what's the next one? Uh, the next one was is uh, Black Widow and the Hulk. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh. Now, I actually like this one. No, it's dumb. I, I like this relationship because in if you look at the comics, like you would see like Black Widow gravitating towards Steve Rogers. Um, and you would never see her gravitating towards Bruce Banner. Okay. Right. I'm going to stop you right here. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about this movie for okay. a second. Yeah. Where in the first movie, the first Avengers, when yeah. they got brought together, where did you see them? You didn't, but there wasn't a lot of time for them. There to... was. There was. She had a whole conversation with him, Rick. Okay. <laughs> there was plenty of freaking time to establish any of this. And I guess you could say that because she's the one that brought him in and all that, that blah, blah, blah. No, none of that. Nothing in there at all established that that there was an emotional connection like she actually liked bruce banner but there but time progresses but you didn't and see you don't the problem is you don't show that it doesn't make any sense that's the problem i get it it could have i'm not saying it can't happen i'm just saying you didn't give us anything dude you just thrust it on us i will say that 
I, yeah. I, I will say that it's accurate. I do like the balance between you have Banner, who is just kind of he he has emotions and he he ha- he's he's a human character that has to keep himself in check at all times and if he doesn't it becomes this monster and you have this monster that has had to learn how to become more human in order to keep the mo- keep this other monster at bay you're talking about i'm talking about black, black widow, widow being a monster being a monster because yeah. she's an assassin well because just the way she looks at everything like she just looks at uh, cold she's just very cold well, she's, she's very more ca- like a robot not a monster well, so there's one robot okay, she's a robot monster she's a ro- <laughs> <laughs> i get i get but i also didn't like because they were trying to link them together in the movie yeah. and, and i'm not again i'm not saying that you can't have a romance thing in here because there was also a thing with agent carter and i don't know agent 13 and Steve Rogers, which is also terrible. Okay, because here's the thing. <laughs> See, and I don't, I don't mind that one Here, either. Here's the problem. I don't mind that one These either. These movies do not need any romantic subplots, I will... other than Tony Stark <laughs> and Pepper Potts, because that was established in the other movies. Sure, it was established in Vision, in the first in Vision one. and Scarlet Witch. Hundred percent. Cool Those are the only solid real ones. Even though that one's forced. That as well. I think <laughs> it is. It's totally forced. I, I get they're doing it fan service, but it's totally forced. Yeah. You you. The problem with these movies, Rick, is that they they don't have you like you said in the they don't have time. They actually do not have time they to don't. build these these because they have so many characters. So if you're not going to take the time to build it, I don't care about it anymore. Don't I, put it. Don't I will put it in agree there. that they don't have time. I do think that the way they've done the romances has been enough to sprinkle them in. Whereas, not that not that but, not that not the because, Hulk and, and but Black because one. the romances aren't carrying the movies. In the Matrix, that romance was carrying those last two movies. It was hundred percent. It was driving. It was driving the movie. The yeah. romances aren't carrying any of the Avengers movies or anything, except for maybe Tony. But, and but Peppers. are they actually enhanced? Here's the problem: is because are they actually enhancing the movie or bringing something? Because for me, it brings a little bit of a, of a subtlety where it's not just a, a punching building destruction but you movies. have but you have that in ultron with um hawkeye having having a family that was cool that made sense that's okay the problem with that and the whole is it doesn't make any sense it, it makes so much less sense that when they came together again in infinity war it was like oh let's just cut this out because <laughs> it's not even important it it's was so not important super awkward yeah because home dude left the he, solar he just, system. Yeah, he peaced out. He just, he like, just for two years. He, he was just like, "Chunka deuce, I can't do this." <laughs> and I get like uh, the whole point is that you know he obviously realizes they can't have anything together, right? Because he could. He's always going to be used as a weapon. Whatever that. Whatever his thought process. Right. He's a monster, and he can't be with her. Uh, you don't have enough time to sell it. So for me, it doesn't make any sense. And I like it. In the Agent Carter, that's that is kind of weird because it's weird, but it's it's a I feel like it's a natural path for him because he was in love with her aunt or her great aunt that or whatever. Is, that's not a natural path. No, for anybody. but like, like she <laughs> did y'all hear that? She's she's it's a, a natural. She's path. a she's a replacement. Wow, this is even worse. <laughs> this is, so I have to tell you something. This is, this is Rick have, digging himself into I, a I, hole. Yeah, don't even just stop talking about it. So um, I just tell you about Future Man on the air because it's it's just relatable yeah so um if you if y'all have never seen future man it's on hulu i would suggest watching it's got josh hutcherson other uh, aka peter malark um Haley joe osmond aka i see dead people uh all these stupid references anyway so it's about this guy who is time traveling with the people from the future who say that their world's being destroyed and they think he's this you know awesome savior but he's obviously not he's just like a dumb gamer guy so anyway in the second season 
there's a point where she has a like she's on another existence you know she's on another yeah. dimension wherever or alternate dimension and she runs into herself and the guy that likes her and has preserved himself for like hundreds of years because now they're in the future found her doppelganger okay and raised her as a baby so that's his daughter <laughs> yeah right and then she comes and he's like you're back and so he like wants to date her and his daughter's like this is really weird. <laughs> it's like, it's okay. my time traveling twin, and you want it that that's like that's similar. No, that's it's similar. it's not similar it's at all similar because thing. it was her great aunt. It was her great aunt from one era. He's a man out of time, and he's like, "Hey, you have the same last name and lineage. What you doing? Kind of look the same, and you kind of so, look the same. Eh, so it's whatever. Yeah, that's weird. That's so. Weird. It's weird, but it's, it, I, I can. S- Anyways, what's the next one, Jose? <laughs> Uh, that's weird. Jurassic World. Okay, so <coughs> yeah. If you, I mean, amongst all the things that are terrible about these movies, this that, is probably the that, worst part. The whole like, because I think they had dated before that. Yeah, in the movie, it, they definitely made it. Seem and like then that. through this, like, if, if Speed has taught us anything, <laughs> it's <the> traumatic experiences. <laughs> Relationships built on traumatic experiences, experiences do not last. Yeah. Okay, that was like the line in the movie. And I don't like again. This movie didn't need a romance. Who cares about them? Like, just make them two people who had a relationship before, who have shared history, which makes sense and can make emotions happen. But don't make them like fall in love. That's dumb. Yeah. I don't. I didn't need it. Yeah. I didn't need it. Didn't care about it. And then the second movie, it was unnecessary because they weren't even together anymore. And I think they did the same thing again. Like, didn't he fall in love with her again? Probably did. I don't even yeah, know he, because I gassed out during the middle of that movie. I was like, this is so dumb. That was the best. Highlighted. The, after that the was the peak of the movie. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. So dra- all these like uh, dumb, uh, what do you call it? Action movies that have this weird romance subplot for no reason whatsoever. Um, that would be one of them. Uh, F- Fury Road is another one. That's dumb. Why? Why is romantic subplot? He was like with Furioso. Him. I, I have problems with that movie anyway. I don't yeah, know. you know, I do too. I do too. It's not my favorite movie. I don't think it's as great as everyone makes it out to be. It's not even close to being great. No. I don't know why. I mean, it's visually amazing, stunning, stunning, oh, so great, so great, but so weird, so disjointed, and it's just a bunch of cars exploding for an hour and a half, two hours maybe. Yeah, I don't even know how long the movie is. It's dumb. It's real dumb. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I'm trying to look for another one. I had a whole bunch, but they're all gone now. But Mad, let's just talk about Mad Max. I, I want to talk about this movie right now. <laughs> now I think about it. Um, happy Valentine's Day, Mad Max. This movie's dumb. Okay, it is. It like, is. I, and I like. I mean, I guess I like the original Mad Max. Like it's okay. I mean, I'm not. I, maybe it's why I don't like it as much because I'm not that big of a fan. Yeah. But like. There was no dialogue in this movie that made any sense to me or could there was carry barely the plot. any dialogue I know. at all. Mad Max didn't even talk that much, so I don't even understand why he was in the, why you could have just got any actor to just do that. It yeah. would have been fine. The the main actress here was Charlize Theron. She did a great job, but really what was really going on? I don't I mean the great job in that movie is like anybody like Nicholas Holt just saying, "Oh, what was he saying Glorious Day?" Yeah. He was doing a great job too cuz yeah. he had lines of dialogue. <laughs> uh, and then they had just crazy stuff like a dude playing a guitar but like it made no sense like it made no yeah. sense okay a guitar okay with fire you're in a post-apocalyptic world and fuel is important yeah fuel so is let's so just important go, let's, let's just, just yeah, load let's, up all the cars let's load up all the cars to chase down this one thing that's fine i get i guess i you kind of go mad crazy but then you know what let's have a dude 
with a flaming guitar or that shoots flames out of it that's burning fuel obviously yeah. like this is a waste this doesn't make any sense or is fuel not a thing there is water i guess the thing i don't know it's all dumb why are they spraying their faces silver that doesn't make any sense either nothing in this movie there, makes there sense. was no world building there was no it just expected you to be like hey look yeah. accept this that's yeah. really what it was it was like they put a plate of food in front of you and said mad max free road accept this it's amazing <laughs> And you're like, I guess this is amazing. They're like, no, it's it amazing. Looks, look how beautiful it looks. <laughs> we've, yelled at, we've yelled at you for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. They're, they're just looking. Look how beautiful the plating is. But what is it? Look how beautiful the plating is. I'm like, I don't want to eat this. Eat it. Eat it. It's so delicious. That's what Mad Max Fury Road is to me. And at the end of it, I was like, that was a cool movie. Like, it looked cool. But and, other than that. But then the more you think about it, it's well, like the worst this is. I've never watched it again. And I never will. I will not want to watch that movie. I've heard there's a black and white cut. What is that? Like, it's all black it's just and white? done in black and white. Kind of like, oh, Titanic. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's a... It's it's a... But that's the point of the movie, yeah. right? Like, that's the point of the movie is the it's romantic the thing. Yeah. It's, it's not necessary, but, I mean, that's... The, without it, you just have a Titanic it, reenactment. I wouldn't actually want to see it. You know what? Here's the deal. I like Titanic. <laughs> I like it a lot. You know why I like it? Because it's a romantic drama movie. Yeah. I like the romantic plot of the movie. I don't care about the ship going down because I already know what's going to happen. No, the ship going down is circumstance. It, it's the subplot. Yeah. Right? And that's what that's how you do it. But that's how you do a good romance. Yeah. Right? They could yeah. have made... Because you see them, you know, they're, it's, it's the whole story. They're meeting and then they, she's, you know, she's fighting against it. And that's that's what you do. Like, you know, they're, they're building love together. That's great. And then she decides to leave the dude. And then there's, and then, uh, what's his name? Bill Pullman. No, is it not Bill Pullman? Billy Zane. No, not, not Billy Zane. The, uh, the guy that's, it's Bill Pullman. No, it's not Bill Pullman. What's the dude's name, man? It's the other. Which dude? The dude that's in the, in the, in the future. He's in the present. He's the ship. He's driving the ship. Bill Paxton? Bill Paxton. Yes. Bill Independence Paxton. Day? No. That's Bill, Bill Pullman. That's Bill Pullman. Okay. God, I can't get him. Bill Paxton died. Sure. Did Bill Pullman die? Anyway, <laughs> Bill Paxton then... Today is our <laughs> Independence Day. Imagine Bill Paxton doing that. <laughs> doing that speech. Yeah. And Bill Pullman fishing a heart of the ocean out. Or being in Twister. Because Bill Paxton was also in Twister. Uh, <laughs> Who are we talking about? <laughs> One of the Bills. Yeah. Titanic. I will say... Billy Zane is not believable as anyone's like fiance or anything like that because the character he played in this movie, which I feel like is Billy Zane just cosplaying as somebody that was on the Titanic, um, is just in love with himself. Billy Zane is barely passable as a human being. I don't <laughs> exactly. <know. laughs> exactly. There's probably some Billy Zane fans like, yeah. this is amazing. They're like, uh, we don't have it. Oh, here, here's Billy Zane. He was just all walking on the street. Let's just throw him in the movie. And he was already dressed like that. I think most action films that have any kind of uh, oh man, I got a good one, I got a great one. Oh, this is this is the best. The the uh, prequels, yeah, the most forced relationship ever. Yeah, and it and it was it was critical to the plot though, but like it was just done really poorly. Oh man, it was the worst. Yeah, like I don't and it was and the whole point of this this is we're talking about like you know you can. You can even make a romance that doesn't make any sense to the plot, but still makes sense. Like, it's believable. Yeah. Right? 
there are sometimes they just put they just force because they have to have Anakin obviously has to have a woman to have twins. Okay, he's there's got to be a woman involved, I mean, right? This is Star Wars. Well, they could have just made he could have exactly. made him in a pot or something. I don't know. Who, who knows what he could have done? But they in George Lucas could only think about it. I don't know why he's so fantastical. He couldn't think about anything else. But he had to think about there needs to be a wife and there need to be twins that are born. And so you have to make some kind of romance, right? Yeah. So first you have Episode One. Super creepy. This little kid is like hitting on this chick constantly, and <laughs> he's, he's like nine confident. years old, and he's, he's so confident about it. He's like, confident. he's like, here I know. He's like, you're gonna have my babies. That's what he's <laughs> saying to her, but you don't hear it because it's in his head. <laughs> little, little, little Lloyd. What, what's the age gap between them? Um, I mean, he's nine, and she's like sixteen, so it's not that much. Okay. So I mean, you know, because you know the age gap between me and my wife is super creepy. Seven and I know six and a half. When you were years. a little kid. You were you saw her. was like, "You're gonna have my babies." Uh, <laughs> so Jake Lloyd's all like, "Am yeah, I Anakin? What up, Natalie Portman? Uh, <laughs> you're gonna have my babies." And then she does. No, but then, <laughs> but then she's just like, "Oh, he's so cute." And then think about think think about the mindset she has. Yeah, she's a sixty. Like it's almost like your sixteen year old babysitter. Like if Holly had babysat you at yeah, we 16. Talk about, we talk right? about that a lot. If she had babysat you and then found you cute and then you came back later and you were now you're 16 and she's what, uh, eight years older than the 16? What are the numbers there? Computing, 24? <laughs> 24. She's 24 and she's like, you know what? You look pretty good. No, no, <laughs> this is bad. I think it would still have to be like I'm like 21. No, not in Star Wars. Uh, this is true. Not Obviously in Star Wars. not in Star Wars because yeah. he's only... It's not that long. I mean, he's he's a teenager at that point. Maybe he's like fourteen, fifty. Yeah, no, he's, I think he's like sixteen <laughs> in the movie. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, the point is, is that second Attack of the it's Clones. It's that second movie. It's it the relationship the in the second movie. It is the worst. It's the worst part of the second movie because I is. actually like Attack of the Clones. I, 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 the movie as a whole, yeah. I actually like it. You could cut out that whole scene where you, they go and run away together. Bro, you could cut out that whole movie <laughs> and it would be okay. okay but, but there's, but there's I, some I, cool I, stuff. Yeah, like, there's there's the landing on the Kaminoans planet. There's the fight in the in the kind of gladiator arena yes. at the end. There's the All Dooku the fight. Fighting. There's yeah. there's the political stuff oh, yeah, that's there's, happening. I, there's like, definitely cool stuff happening a, in the there's movie. There's a good part of that movie. And then you have this All stupid relationship. Cool. You have this stupid relationship that's shoved in there where Anakin's being super whiny. Oh, man. And had he not been her assigned guard, she would have chunked deuces and been like, <laughs> Get I don't out. have time and for I think, this. I think she kind of tried Get to... Get off my planet. I think she tried to leave him behind a couple of times. But think about this. Nine-year-old Jake Lloyd, super confident. 16-year-old Hayden Christensen, whiny as yeah. heck. I'm like, you're, you're with this chick. Like, He's be, holding me back. Be mad confident, dude. Like, why not? Be like, hey, yeah. what's up? You know, I'm like an awesome Jedi. I can make stuff float. I'm like, watch this. He does that, but he does yeah. it all lame. I hate sand. It's all coarse and gets everywhere. Don't say that. He's like, hey, you want to go roll in the sand? It's coarse. Let me cut this apple everywhere. with my mind. Yeah. Anything. He did that. He did. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, that movie. It's And it's so forced, their relationship, that it's totally unbelievable. I do not believe these two people. I believe that. I believe that he's a stalker and he really likes her. I yeah. believe that part. Yeah. I do not believe that she has fallen for any of this. Nope. I don't ever believe it, even when she's smiling at him all coy. I still don't believe it. And then they're married in the third movie, and I'm like, how did that happen? What happened? Did he mind trick her? <laughs> you know what? Maybe that that's actually it. makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, and that's why Darth Vader is actually evil because he Jedi mind tricked her into becoming his wife. <laughs> and so we figured it out, y'all. Although, although the the one thing I'll say about that relationship is is. More so because I like Star Wars and I'm investing in the characters. I was really sad 
with with Natalie Portman's only good performance in this whole three movie arc, where she is sitting there on that uh, Mustafa planet or whatever it's called, the volcano planet, Mustafar. and she's telling Mustafar, and she's yeah, was close Mustafa. I just need another R. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you mean the Mufasa planet? The Mufasa, Mufasa <laughs> say it again. Um, <laughs> no, uh, when she's telling him, you're breaking my heart. Yeah. Like, that actually made me sad. Yeah. But I was already sad because he killed all the Jedi, including the younglings. The younglings. Um, anyway, but that... that but like, then it leads into the best lightsaber fight. It does. Like, one of the, the best entire, lightsaber yeah. fights, and then one of the worst endings in the Star Wars franchise. No! Like, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever, and... Like, I mean, I might have even liked their romance subplot if he just didn't care anymore, because that would have made total sense. But the fact that he still pines for her is dumb, and it ruins his, uh, it ruins the Return of the Jedi for me. Because honestly, the reason that he turns back and wants to go Luke love is because he's still no, it's because he's still in love with Padme. I'm telling you, that's why they think that's why they're that's what they're saying. That's yeah. what they did with the no, yeah. right? He still he still has so and much Luke love is a for part of Padme. He knows nothing about Luke. He doesn't yeah. give a dang about Luke. The only thing he likes about Luke is that she connects him to Padme, which is frustrating. That's super frustrating for me. I don't know, but maybe they they thought they needed a way to explain why he even cares about this kid, even if it is which he kid, knew nothing, which about. he knew nothing about. Yeah, but I would say the Force. But whatever, what do I know? But couldn't he have like read into like his mind and and stuff? And done what? I don't know. Learned about him. Who? Luke. Why? Would you, you mean like Darth Vader yeah. read his mind? Yeah. What does he care? And like that like, didn't happen until uh, Force Awakens, where they can actually sit there and interrogate someone with, with the Force. That's yeah, okay. Which, <laughs> but he already. I can sense your thoughts. And uh, Kylo Ren's like, I can read your thoughts. There's no sensing anything. I know what you're thinking. I can see it right there. You got the map. Okay, cool. Like, I'm like, wait, wait, what? How did we do this? So maybe those new Star Wars movies like, are a little liberal with the He's like Star minority reporting through her memories. You know what, though? There's a new Star Wars movie coming out, and we know nothing about it. Nothing about it. Nothing at all. What you doing, JJ? I like it. Keep it going. Yeah. I, I want to say, I just want to throw this out here. We're going to talk about movies that are coming out. The Avengers Endgame stuff is amazing. I Cap- love the it. Captain Marvel stuff is getting better. Yeah, I mean, but I was already hyped for Captain Marvel, yeah. so you don't need to show me. T- I-, I want them to actually stop showing stuff. I'm good with it. Like, yeah. just, just stop giving me content. I'm good. But they want people to go to see the movie. So well, yeah. I think they were. Um, I think they were making her a little too serious at first. Like no smiling, no smiling. Who cares? And then, I don't. Why does anybody no, need? No, no, no. no, 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 I, no okay, no, because that 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 statement can be taken out of context. What's that? The the whole like female actor smiling more like oh, i didn't, that's say, I didn't say, say that's what you were saying yeah. i'm saying other people because i know what you're saying yeah you said it was just it seemed like more of like a serious like she's just stone cold right. whatever but this whole thing of like why isn't she smiling yeah that whole debate is frustrating and i guess it's like valentine's Day, maybe i don't know women power woo go women um because and they've proved it several times. No man is smiling in any of these movies no. ever. <laughs> and I love it when they go back and, and the posters. Put smiles and on. They <laughs> add the smiley faces. <laughs> it looks so weird, yeah. man. Like, I mean, she's she's a soldier. So, yeah. of course, she's not smiling all the yeah. time. And she's in a situation where she probably shouldn't be smiling. So, yeah. I don't see. And they're like, well, she has no personality. I'm like, what does smiling have to do with your personality? I mean, first of all, Brie Larson's a great actress. She's amazing. Phenomenal. I, I, know like, she's, I already knew she was going to do gonna great. She's going to do great. Yeah. You know? Why, why can't you just shut up and understand that she's going to do an yeah. amazing job? It's yeah. not like Aubrey Plaza is playing it because <laughs> Aubrey Plaza, who is also amazing. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Like, I love Aubrey Plaza, but she does not have, I mean, her she smile. She has no range. It, yeah. She's, I mean, I guess. She's like, Aubrey Plaza. 
She's Aubrey Plaza. That's her range. It's yeah. just Aubrey Plaza. She can't play anything else other than that. Yeah. But Brie Larson can play a lot of different roles. Yeah. Like even you look at Scott Pilgrim, one of my favorite movies. Yep. Envy. Amazing job as yep. Envy. You know? So I mean And then yeah. you look at the opposite side of that and you have Room. Room, yeah. Which phenomenal like, phenomenal movie. Yeah. Um no, I just think that some of the trailers that they're releasing now like have a little bit more levity in them. Uh from her and Samuel Jackson. Um and so I, I, I like what they're doing. I'm really looking forward to that i'm looking forward to endgame uh i think it's gonna be awesome the more trailers they release for it the more excited i am about it um far from home yeah i mean it's gonna, I mean, it's gonna be great i don't care about yeah. i mean I, you know it's, it's gonna be good it's spider-man they've done a great job i know they're gonna do yeah. another good job but i like that they're not giving us a lot for endgame i don't think they need to give us anything really because they got two movies sandwiched you know, it's sandwiched between two movies, whatever. Yeah. And so we'll get enough from those. You know, we'll get we're gonna get something in Captain Marvel. Yeah. That'll that'll give us a little bit more, and then you know we'll get <clears throat> when uh, Far From Home comes out afterwards, we'll get a little bit more too insight into things. So you do know. you think we'll get a Star Wars trailer in front of Captain Marvel or Endgame? Endgame. Yeah, I think I do Endgame. Too. I think they'll wait until yeah. Endgame. Because um, I don't, and I think it's it's just gonna be a teaser. I don't. I, I, I think Endgame will have a bigger audience than Captain Marvel. Oh, way yeah, we'll yeah. Course. We might get a teaser at Captain Marvel in a trailer at Endgame. No, I think we'll get a teaser yeah. in Endgame, and that's it. Hmm. I don't think I don't need to. My I really don't. Again, Star, no, Star I mean, Wars. I, I, same here, but I'm just wondering, like, what's the next big thing outside of Spider Man that they could release an actual trailer in front of that would be worth releasing it? I know there are movies that we have left out that have terribly insincere love plots. Yeah. Um. I don't care. Yeah. I think we're good. Lucy, did that have a love plot? I haven't seen that. Don't. Don't see it. I want to. No, it's a waste. It's a waste. Luke Basson is like a great director. He's hit or miss. But he's definitely hit or miss. He's M. Night. Him and M. Night are... No. I would say M. Night Night has a better track record. No. No. Not even close. Then Luke Basson? Luke Basson's amazing. Look, here's the thing about Luke. He's got The Fall and he's got Fifth Element. Um, the professional, okay, amazing, Touche. amazing film. Touche. Um, I mean, there's Luke Besson has a lot more than yeah. just that. Fifth Element, Fifth Element. Uh, what did I just say? Leon the Professional. <laughs> the Fall was a good one. <laughs> the Fall. I've never seen that movie. Yeah. Is that what is that about? Uh, it's so it's this weird kind of fantasy story. Uh, it kind of takes place in the middle of a war. I can't remember which one. I believe it's called The Fall. I think you made up. Is it Big Blue? Is it your thing about? Did no. you make up a movie that called The Fall? No. He's got a bunch of French films. Oh, Nikita. Never saw that one. Uh, Leon the Professional, Fifth Element, The Messenger. Oh, yeah, that's the other one. Okay. I love that movie. Not a lot of people like that movie. Joan of Arc movie with, with uh, Mila Jovovich. I don't think you ever saw that one. Um, I like it a lot. Kiss of the Dragon. What? Jet Li? Yeah. And Bridget Fonda? Amazing. The Transporter? He didn't direct that. Oh, that's he's a he's like a screenwriter. That's why. Let's see. And then he did Lucy. Ugh. Arthur and the Invisibles. What? Come on, Luke Besson. What's wrong with you? That's a French what movie. Thinking of Lucy. Oh, he also did Valerian. Oh no. Yeah, oh. Valerian. That's what I'm, I'm talking sorry, about. Luke Besson. Is that what they're talking about? Valerian? That's what I'm talking about with the M Night. Oh, Valerian's terrible. Yeah, it was oh, awful. Gosh. And I wanted it to be so good. Like, I really did, but I could not. No, I couldn't it even terrible. watch it. I couldn't even watch it. What was it? It was just, ugh. 
Anyway, so you know, if there's a movie, if there's an instance, please send us some insincere love plots. I want to talk about them more. I want to know some more and, and and talk about this because Hollywood does a bad job of doing that. Like they just kind of throw character. They feel like every character has to have a romantic interest. You know where it's the worst though in kids movies. Like not every character has to have a romantic interest in kids movies. Nobody cares. Nobody. That doesn't make any sense. Right. Like just it's a kid story. You don't need romantic interest. You know that they're pursuing. Who freaking cares? Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But anyway, send them to us. You can email us at it's going to get stupid at gmail.com. You can tweet us at IGTGS show. You can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid. You can gram that joint at it's going to get stupid. Donate some money at www.it's going to get stupid.com. And you can leave us a voicemail at 281 Did I get it? Did I get it? I got it. Got it. Good job. And don't ever see Valerian. In the city of a thousand planets, yeah, don't. It's hot garbage. It was bad. Our Lucy. Uh, it was it was the fall. BT Dubs. Uh, is this one? Oh, but he, I don't know if it's Lucas. He, he didn't make that movie. Who made this movie? I don't know. It Sorry. should say it right there. Oh, Terrence Singh. Mm. Way off. Way way <laughs> off. Anyway, um, Rick, what was the last movie that you watched? Um, I was going to talk about. Uh, so the last movie I actually watched was Black Klansman, but I'm going to say that for next week. Okay. When we talk. Yeah. Um, when we do the next the, our, show. Yeah. Our, our subject for next week is a little bit more appropriate to that one. Um, I want to say that I actually finished season one and two of The Hand, Handmaid's Tale. Oh, so what did you think? And and um, you prepared me. So A, I thought the show was great. Yeah. The, the, the build up to it was a little slow. Uh, could have built up into this world a little bit faster. Uh, I think the acting in this show is uh, amazing mm-hmm. amongst the entire cast. Um, the Fines brother, which which Joseph Fiennes, Joseph Fines is amazingly terrible. Oh, he is like yeah, he's like the creepiest, worst person yeah. ever. Ivan um, Strahovski is great conflicted like, Con- so, like so conflicted it's beautiful though yeah. like i i want to i root for her and then yeah. i'm like oh why did but you feel for you feel yeah. for her who played um what's her name elizabeth, elizabeth moss elizabeth moss she, she's she's a good actress offered is is someone that like you 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 want to root for her she's also super annoying yeah but like she's a good character it's it's difficult. It's difficult because she's conflicted like, too, but some of her choices make no, no sense. sense whatsoever. No and sense. I'm like, why would you do that? But, but I think Elizabeth Moss She plays her amazing. She, she does she, oh, does, she does, does a, a really great good job. job man. Yeah. Um and everybody else is all the supporting characters are really good too. The guy uh, plays Rory. Nick. Rory does great. Um, what's her name? Uh Alexis Bledel. Alexis Bledel does She does a great job. Yeah, she's, she's great. I wish there was more of her yeah. in the story. Um because I really like when they sprinkle her character in. Um, anyways, season one and two, really strong. I actually was not mad at the ending for season two. That was a dumb decision. I don't think I, so. I get, I mean, I get, I get, I get it, man. Yeah. But you, you're so close again. Why would you give it up? Yeah. Just because you think something's going to be able to be done when you probably could have done more. I feel like but she could have done more. I feel she? like she could have. Could I feel she? like she actually okay. could have. Because so, her so drive. I thought about this. I thought about this. <clears throat> I thought about this. So, on paper, the best decision for her to make is to go with uh, with of Glenn to or Emily to go with Emily off to Canada, right, with the baby, and just just get to Canada 
and try to to get the government to say like here's all this proof here's everything let's go let's let's go destroy um oh what's the name of the place gilead let's go destroy gilead let's Mm -hmm. go take it down right and what happens with politics what nothing. happens no, with diplomacy? Tape. Nothing would have happened. Nothing. And I get that's what... Nothing. I know that's, that's what what's in her head. head. Yeah, I know. And so <clears throat> where this becomes more of like a fantasy is building her up as a messianic character, right? She she had an opportunity to leave and kind of do it the way that everyone thinks it, it should be done, or she can take it take it down from the inside. The I think the re, the the reason why she realized that she could do this is because the um the Marthas, she didn't ask for help. They just the Marthas to, believed in her. Yeah, they all risked okay, their lives. They, for her. they all risked their lives for her, and every time, and every time that she met a new Martha, she had this. She was. You could tell, like, there was this sense of, I'm terrified, but these people are helping me. Yeah, and she didn't even asked for it. The, like every other, every other time she tried to escape. She had some involvement in it. She mm-hmm. she knew something was coming. She yeah, you this know she's kind of like not, not. This was your... nothing. This was this was. Um, I forget her Martha's name that lived in the in the I don't, I don't in the in the house. I don't Martha. She 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 basically said just go, just go do this. And they did it and it it she realized like she stands for more than just than just her character. Yeah, I guess. That's why I was fine but, with it. But I don't okay, so it really puts in a weird position of like how is she going to even go back and integrate Don't herself in society? I have no idea. Because there's no way they're going to allow her to come back. Like, they will kill her on spot. It's well, got to be... The- she's going to mess up. She's going to mess up. Yeah, I know. So I'm like, what's the point? Like, it's weird. It's weird. Anyway. anyway she has why, to try. That's why it frustrated me. Yeah. She didn't have to try. She could have just went to Canada and did the way I thought she should And have. done nothing. Or or they, could have, or they could have made her do that decision and then realize that she made the wrong decision and she has to break back in. That would have been cool. Whatever. Point being is, I'm excited about the third season. Which, I mean, in the note she gave her husband at the end of season one was, I love you so much. Save Hannah. Right? Like, her going to Canada. That's her goal. That's, that's her, her goal. That's all, that's all she sees. She sees, I need to save Hannah and I can take down Gilead. Which I feel it would change when she had the baby, though. Because now that's, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, she's living two lives, and she even mentions that. And yeah. She talks about it more in season one, where she sees uh, glimpses of Luke are starting to fade, mm-hmm. fade away, and, mm-hmm. and she's falling in love with Nick. Nick. And then she realized, like you know, in season two, Nick meets her husband, and she's very conflicted because yeah. she's like, "I'm still in love with Nick. We just, I just had his baby." Yeah, um, dude. But what about Nick's wife? Oh, it's the creepiest thing ever. Oh, it's the creepiest thing. That ever. was sad. It was the, it was sad, ending. but I was very happy that she was gone. It was sad. Well, no, it was it was sad from the perspective of how how brainwashed she had gotten, and how <coughs> just how far from. It, I don't know. Like there was just it was just a sad reflection on what could be done, and the fact that her father turned her in. Turned her in. Yeah, you know. Her own yeah. father. Well, turned her think in. about it. Her father is the one that let her marry, and she's like sixteen or so. She's supposed to be like if a sixteen. Or two. Yeah, maybe fourteen, right? Yeah. So she, he married her off, and thinks it's okay to marry her off to this, yeah, man, yeah, in hopes that she'll have a baby or whatever, whatever, be his wife. And then when she deserts from that, he turns her in so that she can be killed. Yeah, and. I, I like the themes. That's what I really like about Handmaid's Tale is the themes that they're running here about fanatical religion. Yes. Um, 
a theocracy, yep. what that looks like, how we can go from wanting to do something good yep. and just and, and moral yep. and force it upon everybody yep. and how bad that can go when we lose control of it. Because we're yep. going to lose control of it if we try to do that. Right. I really like that because if you look at um, Yvonne Str- whatever her name yep. is, what's her freaking name? Um, the lady, the the wife of, of the commander. Yeah. Um, she in the very beginning was had an altruistic goal. Like we're doing Serena, things, Serena, Serena yeah, we're Joy. doing things wrong, and we need to go back to a moral society. Right. But even then, it got out of her hands. Yeah, but she was, like, but she was, she was all for like, yeah, women should stay home. They shouldn't work. They should do this. But then it became something totally different, and it was like, okay, well, if this is what we need to do, yeah. I signed up for this. I think this is right. I'm going to stand behind my man and be, um, uh, what is it? What's the uh, be submissive. I'm going to be submissive to my husband. But then it became like, wait a minute, they're not doing the right thing because if you look at all the men, they're not. Right. And they're doing whatever the heck they want. And only when it's bad for publicity do they actually act upon things. And so, you know, obviously... I did find it interesting that um, in in this world where this kind of theocracy and, you know, I was surprised that there was actually um, non-white people in Gilead. Like there was non-white generals or commanders. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's weird. Well, they're cool with that. Well, they they are, but that's where I think it becomes fantasy because, I mean, if I'm being honest, like if it, I feel like if society went that way or like there was this big upheaval, I mean, look at where our culture is now. Well, there wouldn't be any black commanders. Exactly. Black people would be like, uh, I'm good with this. Well, there's that. There's <laughs> no, that. I really just like, think they'd be good with it. They'd be like, well, no, I'm good but they that. also wouldn't be like, even if you wanted to, I don't think they would be allowed I think they would to be. participate. Yeah, of course they would. I mean, it depends. It depends on the, 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 what you're pushing up, you know, the, the fanatical ideas you're pushing up. Right. Anyway. Anyways. But <laughs> black people are like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm God with Canada. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Laters. Yeah. It was you really gonna, good. You're going to do what to my wife? It, anyway. <laughs> the cinematography in, in the show was great. The acting amongst everyone was yeah. was was really good, and then the music that they chose oh, it was beautiful. Um, there's there's this one moment where uh, Luke gets the note back from uh, from um, from his wife, mm-hmm. and um, they just did it so well. Like just uh, I'm a uh, there uh, for me um, when I can grab like a, a a scene or like a very short scene or clip from a movie. And you can just get so much emotion from that. Like, like one of my favorite, one of my favorite movies is Punch Truck Love. And one of my favorite parts of that movie is the very end where he's sitting in uh, Adam Sandler sitting in his warehouse, just kind of contemplating some things. And um, the love interest, I can't remember her name right now. She basically walks in, kind of wraps his arms around her, gives him a hug and says, so here we go. And the movie ends. Mm-hmm. And I felt like there was a lot of moments in this show that were like that. Um, so Barry, your sister's online too. Barry, your sister's online too. Uh, <laughs> I love that movie. It's yeah. so good. Um, what was the last movie you watched? The last movie that I watched is a little ditty known as Polar. So, good old Mads Mikkelsen. Good old Mads Mikkelsen. Who's? I'll tell you right now. If you like Mads Mikkelsen, watch this movie alone for him because he is amazing. He's always amazing. He's always a good actor. I mean, I say, I'm saying that hyperbole. Maybe he's not in some movies. I don't know. But every time I watch him, he's a pretty solid actor. He's solid. I mean, he was terrifying as Hannibal. 
Yeah, I mean he's 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 a he just I mean he's a good they he find he picks good roles okay yeah. so I don't think it's a bad role for him so this movie is about um, stop me if you heard this a hitman assassin who is about to retire or has actually already retired and is now being hunted by other assassins. So you saw John Wick? No, actually no. It's called Polar. <laughs> Oh, did I mention he's? I thought in, we were talking about John. Wayne. Did I mention he's in the cold? Anyway, um, <laughs> there is this one part in the movie. Um, I'm about to spoil a little bit of it, but it's not. It's not crucial. John Wick or Polar? No, Polar. <laughs> so we're not talking about John Wick. We're talking about Polar. Um, even though they could be the same, he could be like he could be like John Wick's dad, um, where he he's walking down the street of his town where he lives, and uh, someone is selling a dog. And he looks down, and they're like, "They're like his dog for sale." And he's like, "Oh, I don't like animals. I don't like dogs." And I thought that I thought that was the dig. Did he look at the camera? Did he right? look at, like he, he? No, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't that telegraph. But then he bought the dog, right? And so I'm like, "Oh no, he's gonna have a dog too. Awesome, right?" And then he um he keeps having these nightmares of all the people he's killed. You know, it just it keeps him up, whatever. And he wakes up with a start, and he shoots the dog. <laughs> I was like, "That's the dig." It's like, is, is that the scene they added when they realized they were making John? They Wick? were making John Wick. So it's, it's. I mean, so I will say this: it is not like John Wick. I, some people have compared it, you know, and I, some maybe some of the sh- the gun scenes are a little John Wickish. That kind of that kind of choreographed um, action, but it's not like John Wick at all. It's subpar. It's not as good as John Wick is. It's, it's not. They a, are one year apart from each other. <laughs> what? Mads Mikkelsen and Keanu Reeves. Really? Because Mads Mikkelsen, he's 60 years old. Yeah. Mads Mikkelsen is 53. Oh, he's Keanu a- Reeves is 54. What? 50, Keanu Reeves is older than this dude? <laughs> yes. No way. Yeah. He looks like his dad. Seriously. <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen, just lay off the hard stuff. Um, also, Richard Dreyfus is in this. Did you know that Richard Dreyfus <laughs> no. was in movies still? He's in this movie, y'all. Um, Vanessa Hudgens, also in this movie. Now, I know what you're saying. <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens, what? Why would I watch a movie with Vanessa Hudgens? Vanessa Hudgens is actually a very good actress. <laughs> Strangely enough, she is a good actress. In this movie, she's really good. I mean, I would say really good. She doesn't have a lot of dialogue, and she got, but at the end, she has more range and things. She, and she does a good job. Um, but the point about this movie is it's super stylized to the point where it doesn't make sense that it's stylized. Like, there's some things that they choose to do. Does that it take make, place in the future? No, it takes place now. Because it looks like it takes place in the I future. I know, but it doesn't. And it also has Johnny Knoxville in it, and that's a problem, but whatever. Okay. Um, it's just... They should have okay, stopped. Okay, so, so here's the thing. So basically what's going on in this movie is he's about to get paid, because they have a, a, a they have like a, an option where you can get paid out. Like, it's a 401k kind of thing, and they match. They do a matching thing, right? And so he saved... Eight like four million dollars, so he's going to get eight million dollars from the company, right? And so the head of the company's like this assassin company's like, I don't want to pay this dude eight million dollars because he's trying to sell the company, and if they take an eight million dollar hit, it's going to look bad. So what he's doing because all these once you re- you have to retire at fifty, um, and when you retire, you get paid out the money, right? And so he's killing all the assassins that are retiring at age fifty, so they doesn't so they never pay, get their payout, so they don't get them out because. If you don't have a beneficiary listed, it goes back to the company. And most assassins don't have beneficiaries because they they live a solitary life. So that's the whole thing of why they're trying to kill him. And so they try to send I'm just going to say most of this movie anyway. They try to send him on a, um, a mission to get him killed. And I mean, okay, you're sending one of your top assassins that 
he he's gonna know something's up. Don't yeah. be dumb. Like why? Yeah. This is a stupid reason to do that. And so then he sends in the kill squad. It's these young assassins that, that have been going around killing these older assassins. One of them, okay, is just a chick that just has sex with dudes. She doesn't kill anybody. She's just there on like how is she an assassin? She hasn't assassinated anybody this whole movie. And then you have the Asian chick who got his weird eyebrow thing going on, and she's dating the owner of the the company company who's a, who's he's that weird British guy that looks like a little boy, like a man boy, and he's just grotesque in this movie, and it's really weird. It's so weird, dude. I don't know why. But anyway, um, then you have like the bruiser type guy. Uh, Is his head he, shaved? I don't. I don't even. I don't even remember it. These are throwaway characters, yeah. even though they're in it. Then you have the Scottish guy who's like demolitions. I guess. Of I don't course. know. But he's got like a junkie chick that follows them around. It makes no dang sense, and it frustrates the heck out of me. Um, and I wish they would just go to Matt's. And then there's all these scenes with him and Vanessa Hudgens, and I'm like, why isn't there more action in this movie? And I guess they're is trying Vanessa to... Hudgens his love interest? No, I'm kind of you kind of feel that because like because he's like significantly older than you. Her. Kind of feel like maybe there's gonna they're gonna do something like that. She's very reclusive and very is shy. She also an assassin? No, or she's get caught so, up in the mix. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you the twist because there's a twist to this, and I thought the twist was actually oh, really good. She's the one that goes to kill him. No, okay. So after he kills everybody, yeah. I mean, he kills every. Spoiler alert: He kills everybody. Okay, yeah. and he escapes. Whatever, um, and that. That part like where he's taking the to the where, he's, where he's taking he's taking down the company. Yeah. Really cool. Like awesome. I love it. Uh even though the handguns are stupid, those are dumb. Those are real dumb. Don't you, you'll if you watch the movie, <laughs> you'll know what I mean by handguns. It's stupid. I don't mean a handgun like a pistol. I mean he has gloves that have little lasers and all the machine guns shoot at the where the lasers are pointing. Dumb. Super dumb. Um, and how do they not know? Like, okay, they rolled up on him in an abandoned building, and he's there with these gloves that are, have lasers. Like, I would just shot the guy. Like, I wouldn't even bother with anything. And didn't you see the twin or the four <laughs> machine guns that are like right behind him? Uh, what are you thinking? So stuff like that is stupid. That's okay? the biggest problem with action movies, though. Is like there's too much standing empty, around, not shooting. Too much standing around. Like I in real him. life, like to shoot him. Well, okay, so what? this is how it plays out. Like, the chick that has been his contact, right? Yeah. And it, I love her because when she answers the phone, she goes, speak every time, no matter what. It's, you, should it's do so that. Great. you should do that. It's so good. I should answer the phone that way. But anyway, so she goes out to, like, kind of parlay with him and talk to him and try to get him to just come willingly. He won't. So she turns around and says, your funeral, whatever, starts walking past, and the troops are all walking forward. So they can't shoot because she's in front of them, I guess. I don't know. Someone could have shot him. It makes no sense. And then he starts shooting everybody. And and while they're shooting everybody, Rick, she's walking calmly back. Is Vanessa Hudgens? No, no. This yeah. is this is the contact lady. Okay. I don't even know who this actress is. But she's calmly walking while all the other people are getting shot up. Is it slow-mo? And then she gets hit. It's kind of slow-mo, but yeah. she doesn't even make a flinching move or anything. She's, and then she gets shot, and yeah. then that's it. And then he lets her bleed out. But I don't think she dies, actually. Okay. Anyway, so he takes everything down. Okay? He takes them all down. And it keeps replaying this one thing about... Um, and she says that she's been sexually abused. Vanessa Hudgens' character yeah. has been sexually abused and all this stuff. And that's why she's shy and everything. I don't think that's actually true. What it is is that her family was assassinated. Mm-hmm. Guess who the assassin was? He right? was. He was the assassin. But he chose not to kill her. Oh, so now is he going to raise her like a like a like a child? Like, no, like it's going to be like a professional situation. Yeah. Well, she has. He he he's sitting there. And he's killed everybody. He's done everything. He's given her all this money or yeah. donated whatever he's done. I don't know. He did something. And he gives her the gun and says, you know, do it. You have every right to. You're right. I did it. I didn't mean I wasn't trying to kill everybody. Just your dad. 
and then she doesn't kill him. But she wants to find the person who hired, who pulled put the hit on her dad, so that they can go kill him. And I'm like, okay, dumb. So it wasn't a bad film. Like yeah. there's cool action in there. Um, the sex fight scene is dumb. Uh, yes, I said it. That sex fight scene. <laughs> Why? Um, Mads Mikkelsen is walking around the, in the in the biting Minnesota cold naked. That's weird. Our Montana. Why? And he's like laying down with a sniper rifle on on snow. Just saying. That's that's probably not. That's a frostbite right there for sure. <laughs> um, so it wasn't a bad film. I would watch it. It's Netflix, so you know you're not paying any money. You're just watch. You're just wasting a couple hours. Um, some interesting stuff in there, but ultimately, I mean, if you really just want to watch a revenge movie, just go watch John Wick again. Yeah, <laughs> or John Wick two, or John Wick three. Parabellum. Why did they give called? it? Why did they give it a title? Why did they give it a title? Why don't you call it John Wick three? Yeah, Parabellum or Parabellum or something. I don't know. It's what I'm gonna watch it. And there's more well, yeah, dogs. There's I mean, like, I've there's seen like, the first two. There's like double the dogs. So you know <laughs> okay. it's going to be good, right? I'm done. You, did you see? You no, saw it, right? I'm done. Have you seen the trailer? I'm done. Did you see the trailer? I'm done. Did you see the trailer? No, I haven't seen the trailer. Halle Berry's, because Halle Berry's in it. Okay. She's his assassin buddy, and she has two dogs. She rolls with two dogs. So she's like, there's, a, there's all these dog assassin people, I guess. There's like, you're either, you know what, Rick? You're either one kind of assassin. You're an assassin without dogs, or you're an assassin with dogs. I'm over Which it. one do you want to be? I'm over it already. Over it. <laughs> <laughs> cool uh i think that's i think, I we're think that's a, it out of that's time it. um you know but if you want to sit down and watch a movie tonight with your loved one watch polar it's on netflix <laughs> don't do that i think that'll be that'll be good wait real quick Ray, what's your favorite romantic comedy or romantic a movie with whether you want to watch with your wife punch drunk love that's oh, duh. we just talked about yeah. that. that's right yeah um Dang, I should answer this. I should have thought about this. You question. should have. You thought it was going to take longer to answer. I want to say Titanic because I really do like that movie. And I'm going to say Titanic. Yeah. I think it's a really, but it's just long, but it's a really good love story. It is. I think it is. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. There do you think I'm wrong? For that door. Do you what? There was room on him for the door. Not according to James Cameron. If you watch Future Man, you will laugh more about that a lot than you ever did, actually. <laughs> Not according to James Cameron, but according to everyone else, there was room here. Well, James Cameron is a door expert. Anyway, <laughs> or a cabinet door expert, anyway. You know, Neil deGrasse Tyson forced them to fix, not forced them, but he pointed out that the, so the stars in the original cut of Titanic that are in the, the night wrong. sky were wrong. So he made and them fix Neil, it? Neil deGrasse Tyson pointed it out. And so if you watch that movie now, the stars are fixed. That guy's a jerk. No, he just pointed it Neil out. Neil deGrasse Tyson, you're a jerk. <laughs> If you want to be on our show, Neil deGrasse Tyson, just send us a message. <laughs> Say what you up. can email us at it's going to get stupid at gmail.com. <laughs> or you can tweet us at IGTGS show. You know what, Neil deGrasse? Just go ahead and send us a Facebook message. Facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid. Or friend request us on Instagram at it's going to get stupid. You know what? Just give us a little portion of your monthly earnings <laughs> at www.itsgoingtogetstupid.com. Or if you want to give us a call, 2816987538. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the air. I'd love to hear about black holes. Okay. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Woo!